coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Now, Vegas insider, senior handicapper, and fan of the cold Budweiser bottles, Brian Edwards. It's got to be touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Brian Edwards. I don't really love it. Brian Edwards. Boy, they're using the cream cheese to butter the bagel. Brian Edwards. I'm going with the cowgirl. Here is Brian Edwards. <laughs> One of my favorites. A, a good guy in real life. A great guy on air. B, what's up, buddy? As we welcome you in as our Vegas insider, man. How are things? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Things are good. How how are we? We're we're good, right? We're still trying to recover. Like, if you're trying to look at those top twenty-five basketball games last night, you're probably like, "What the?" Like, the higher-ranked team basically hit five hundred. That was not a great night to be in the top twenty-five. No, it wasn't. And you know, Kentucky had been on fire. And uh, Vanderbilt loses Liam Robbins, their leading scorer, rebounder, shot blocker there in the first three or four minutes and still pulls the outright upset. That was just your vintage sandwich spot off the big win over Auburn with Arkansas uh, on deck. And, uh, yeah, had some other upsets out there. But uh, my favorite one was the uh, South Florida over Tulsa. I, I was late to the party on the fade Tulsa, but I've gotten into it here the last couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, you know what's interesting about you? You're you're not afraid to not like um, – you're not kind of captivated in the line so much as who's not playing well. You're kind of like right. the team fade guy. I, 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 uh, I wasn't – I wasn't enough so with Tulsa, but again, I was late to the party, but it's been a good party here the last uh, – I've been against them the last four games for winners. So, uh, But, gosh, I think their record is now 4-24-2 f- uh, against the spread. So uh, thank you, Damon, but uh, <laughs> I wish I'd have been on it like two months ago. <laughs> uh, so this is weird coming off the big win, but uh, ASU getting a huge number – I think they're in the tournament. Some have them on the bubble. Some have them the last four in. Some have the first four out. This one matters. It's a big number on the road after upsetting Arizona. My UCLA Bruins, I hate to say that out loud, giving 12, 12 and a half. Yeah, um, you know, if this was like a uh, the, the upset – at Arizona was on Thursday, and this game was Saturday. I, I don't think I'd do this, but the fact that it was, you know, this past Saturday, and now we're at Thursday, you know, so a little time to not for it not to be such a letdown. And hey, it's March, man, and and Arizona State knows if they get this quad one road win, they're 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 probably you know almost certainly in mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. Of, of what happens at the Pac-12 tournament. So uh, but at the same time it's a quad one road loss if they lose so it's kind of like, you know, well I don't know that I want to say you don't have anything to lose, but um uh it, anyhow, Arizona State uh as an underdog this year, 7 and 3 both straight up and against the spread. They've won outright at Arizona, at Stanford, at Oregon, at Colorado, beat uh Creighton, Michigan and VCU as dogs on neutral floors. They've won 4 of 5 uh and obviously the win against Zona has got them right back, you know, like you said, either 
just barely on the right side or the wrong side of the cut line. When they played in Tempe, Arizona State had a 35-30 to 30 lead at half, mm -hmm. and it was tied at the under-eight uh, timeout. But UCLA went on a 17-5 to five run uh, to close the game. Now, UCLA's on an eight-game winning streak, uh, but four of the last five wins have been by single-digit margins. The only uh, blowout was to California, which, you know, is 3-26 and 26 this year. So I'm going to go with uh, ASU as a double-digit dog. Mm. Brian, kind of a deep cut here out of the American Athletic Conference. <laughs> uh, UCF and Temple couple of teams flirting with 500 there, both overall and in conference. Temple's a one-point favorite, but you like the total of 133 and a half. What, what side of that are you on? Yeah, I'm going to go over 133 and a half. The over's on a 9-3 and 1 run for UCF in its last 13, and 8 of 10 and 12 of their last 15 have had 136 combined or more, which is obviously an over with the 133 and a half number. The over's on a 7 and 1 run uh, for Temple. Now, three of those eight games, or three of the seven overs, have gone to overtime, but two of them uh, we're already over the number uh, in regulation. And now uh, they're probably going to be without their leading scorer, Khalif Battle, who averages 17.9 points per game. But they haven't had him the last two games. And uh, they still had uh, 75 against uh, Tulsa and 76 in regulation against Cincy. Uh, ended up with 83. So um, I'm not that worried about it. It's just a low number, and I think it'll get over. They, so the Big Ten, it's kind of topsy-turvy. I was saying yesterday, I was talking to Andrew, I was like, ah, I, don't, I don't feel like I have a good handle, right? I think Michigan State has the most upside. The experts love Illinois when they're at the top of their game. My favorite team is Indiana because of the way that they're built. Mm -hmm. I don't love Purdue. Like, I just was going down the line, right? And now we're talking about two teams that has – he's practically family and Chucky Hepburn. I'm waiting on his health. And Jed Howard – Jawan needs his son. How are you looking at Michigan and Wisconsin tonight? You know, if Jet Howard gets upgraded, which I, I suspect he's going to. I mean, he was shooting jumpers in warm-ups on Saturday, and, you know, obviously we didn't see him at full speed, but, I mean, he was elevating and shooting jumpers on Saturday, so, and it was an ankle. He's missed two games. I, I suspect he's going to be ready. Uh, tonight, but I, I really want to know that. Um, so I'm leaning Michigan plus the four and a half. They've won three in a row. Uh, you know, just like ASU, they're right there on you know one side of the cut line. Uh, probably not on the probably on the wrong side of the cut line. Uh, and Illinois got an injury in practice. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was two days ago, but I could be. It might have been yesterday. But anyway, he's got a concussion. Um, and Jaden Epps, who has uh, been in double figures in 14 of the last 18 games, averages 10 points per game. So I, I suspect he's going to be out, and I suspect Howard's going to be in. But I'd like to know both of those, and if they both go my way, then I'll pull the trigger on Michigan. And same thinking uh, with Wisconsin. Uh, it's a, it's is, a short line kind of being in the know or not in the know. It's just four. Right. Um, you know, Purdue's just not been very good on the road. Two, six, and one against the spread. Now, Wisconsin hadn't been that great to the number uh, at home, but um, that's irrelevant since they're underdogs. They, they're 
they're still not that good at home. It was straight up nine and five. But um, look, they played well at Michigan the other day. Uh, he had a nice home win over Iowa. They lost to Rutgers by one. They beat Michigan by five. And, and then they split a couple of overtime games. Uh, but even the Northwestern loss only by two. So their losses have been in overtime uh, by two, by one, actually two losses in overtime, and then two losses by three combined. And those are their only losses in February. So they're playing well. But, you know, with Hepburn questionable, you know, he's a key part of everything they do, averaging 12.1 points, three rebounds, three assists, 1.5 steals. So if Hepburn's upgraded, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Sorry to be a fence sitter. I just need to know about these key injuries. <laughs> no, it makes sense. You don't. Nobody likes losing money. Uh, B, we are jumping over to UFC 285. Uh, John Jones getting back in the ring, a reasonably short favorite. Uh, uh, for as, as much as minus 170 can be, right? Yeah, I got him. You got him right now, minus 155. Where are you at on the main event this weekend? Yeah, I, I like Jones. I, I just think his wrestling. Now, um, you know, I, I'm interested to see how, how he is stand-up-wise with Gone mm -hmm. because obviously he hasn't tasted heavyweight power or at least not in the octagon and, uh, you know, in front of millions watching. <laughs> uh, but I, I think he's going to use his wrestling like Nganu did with, with uh, Gon in rounds three through five. And, and it's wild. I saw Jones had this exact quote. I think it was yesterday or, or earlier in the week. Um that it's wild that Francis is the best wrestler that, <laughs> that God has faced, which I, I, I think that probably even true. But uh, Jones is obviously ten times the wrestler as Ngannou. And we didn't even know Ngannou could wrestle until rounds three <laughs> through five against God. But, but, uh, but Damon, Damon knows I'm not a real big fan of Jones. I was his biggest fan coming up. But anyhow, um, I, I, I will I will He's gladly loot. I'll gladly lose my money on Jones if if God knocks him out, but I doubt he does. So let's go Jones, and I, I'm I'm okay with putting him in a parlay with uh, Gamrot and Valentina, uh, and that won't be like it's big a plus monster money, cars. It'll be, mm -hmm. it'll be small plus money. Hey, I wouldn't have met John Jones without you, B. So <laughs> we'll forever be linked to that. But let me ask you something, and and people, you know. He gets hammered for, you know, being disingenuous and kind of two-faced and phony. Are you buying this John Jones of, hey, love you fans, appreciate you. <laughs> oh, I God. appreciate the, I, I'm on. embracing the sport. Like, he's gone over the top to embrace the fans and be appreciative of getting to fight again. Is Maybe he hit bottom. I don't. No. B, I don't. He said, no. <laughs> nah. Nah. I want to like him, but gosh, he's a tough. I've one. seen this act before. Is this one? So this isn't legit either, B. No, none of his stuff is legit. He's a bad <laughs> guy, man. He's a bad dude. But he misses the adulation. He misses the spotlight. It's been a minute. So, I I mean, he's so predictable. But I, you know what else he's predictable? He's predictable. He's so doggone good in that octagon. He's going to win. Yeah, and he's fit too, man. Yeah. You get in the deep waters. It's it's curtains. Fantastic stuff, B. You never disappoint, man. Be easy this weekend and best wishes. 
All right, fellas, y'all have a great weekend. Take Thanks. it easy. He's great, man. Yeah, it is. He's a consummate funny. storyteller. So we get a couple tough questions here in the next hour. We get Michael Brunt, so we get we continue to get smarter. <laughs> it's more Ravia and I live from H&H Chevrolet Studios. It's Coffee and Cream with my man Shane Schillerberg on the ones and twos.